Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> so, guess what? Oh, what? I get to see you in person next week. I know a week from today, maybe <laughs> even a little, today. maybe even a little bit less, because I'm I'm arriving on the Wednesday, today's Thursday. Me too. I'm, okay, cool. So, a little yeah. bit less than a week from today, I'm gonna be able to hug you, and it's gonna be amazing. And I'm gonna hug you back. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Me too. This will be three times this year we've been in each other's physical presence. Do you believe? It's it's almost like things are going back to normal. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking oh, of yes, speaking of coming together and um, you know spending time with people you like, today I wanted to talk with you a little bit about this really interesting like almost migration that's happening right now, or. I should say we're trying to migrate and I think we're having a hard time as a community in WordPress right now trying to figure out uh, where we want to go because a lot of people are feeling very anti-Twitter right now and we don't have to get into all of the reasons as to why that is, Um, but Twitter is um, kind of a, a sinking ship at the moment, which sucks because so much of the WordPress community thrives on Twitter without even really having to try, right? Like there are Slack groups and communities that are run and maintained and organized by people, but just naturally so much of our community building and sharing of news and, uh, you know, building our zeitgeist happens just naturally on Twitter. So it's kind of weird to feel like, okay, well, if we don't have Twitter, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? And Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of talk about Mastodon, which I remember hearing about Mastodon years ago from uh, David Wolfpaw, who's really big on like the indie web and stuff like that. Yeah, like I I think in like Jacksonville, he did a whole WordCamp talk about the indie web and he talked about Mastodon and stuff like that. And I always thought it was so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, people talked about Mastodon, people have talked about like LinkedIn, people have talked about Slack. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people, including myself, are just kind of like, all right, well, maybe we should just wait and see what's gonna happen before like Mm -hmm. deciding that Twitter is completely dead. Um, I myself have just not been very active on Twitter. I just got other stuff going on. I'm trying to be better behaved on Twitter, so it's a little less fun. Um, (laughs) And I just, I, I get really ticked off being on Twitter and constantly seeing talk about um, Elon Musk and, and, you know, that whole situation. It's just a bummer. Um, mm-hmm. And you just sent me a poll that you posted on Twitter from November 28th. It has 250 votes. Jeez That's a Louise. lot. That's a lot of votes. That's a good sample size. Um, <laughs> yes. And you asked, what is your primary social channel going forward? Um, okay. And... I'm just kind of looking at the, there's a lot of comments here. I should, I'm going to put a link to this tweet in our show notes, which I like, I never update the show notes with links, but I will. Um, Because there's a lot of interesting comments here, but the number one is Twitter. 66.5% said, I'm going to stay on Twitter. Um, Mastodon and Other are almost tied. Mastodon has 13%, Other has 15%. And then Tumblr was the other alternative at 4.8%. 
Um, which I think right. is really funny because I remember seeing a lot of stuff from Matt Mullenweg pushing like, hey, Tumblr's right here. Maybe we should all go. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, yeah. I wonder why you as the owner of Tumblr are, um, are recommending <laughs> I'm pushing for Tumblr. <laughs> um, so I have a lot of feelings about it. I have a lot of thoughts. Um, I mean, I tried to create a Mastodon account, I guess, and I literally couldn't figure it out and I gave up. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that's a barrier. Um, my coworker, Naisha Green, wrote a whole blog post for Master WP about her trying to use Mastodon and feeling mm -hmm. frustrated with that. I don't think yeah. I could go on to Tumblr because I used Tumblr between the ages of, I say, 16 and 24. Um, and I posted boy bands that I liked and angsty poetry about boys that I liked and, um, you know, Harry <laughs> Potter fan fiction. And I don't really feel like going back to that. <laughs> you it, know, doesn't, like, it does it doesn't preclude you from starting a new account, though. <laughs> I know that, but Tumblr is just so specific. It's like going back to yeah. your hometown after leaving for years and years and being like, yeah, it's sure. different, but I feel like I'm going to regress into a teenager <laughs> if I spend time on <laughs> Tumblr. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to, to kind of talk to you about what your feelings were now that I've shared mm -hmm. mine and just kind of talk a little bit about, like, how important community or how important, like, setting is to a community right it's very yeah, it can be sure. a very fragile thing if the setting around your community is disrupted yeah well what's interesting so there's i, I kind of looked up about at this from a couple different um angles so the first is where do you just want to be to communicate with people like where do you want to go and like you know maybe tease chris wigman online or something <laughs> like that you know like troll michelle butcher like those kinds of yeah. things right um, and, and so where are you going to go to do that? That's, that's the one thing that's the personal use. That, I mean, that's all personal use, of course, unless you're under your brand. But, um, for me, like I just have a personal brand, right? I mean, I manage a bunch of other accounts and those accounts will go wherever the customers are. And that's the next question. Mm -hmm. If you are your personal brand and you, you know, like maybe you're freelancing and, and you just have the one account, like where are your customers? Are you going to stay on Twitter? Because that's where your customers are. Like if you go to Mastodon, great, but are your customers on Mastodon? Or are you not that you use Twitter for advertising, but engagement is different than advertising, right? So marketing is different than advertising. Advertising is part of marketing, just like German shepherds are, are dogs, but not all dogs are German shepherds, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. advertising is part of marketing, but not all marketing is advertising. So there's different parts of how we do marketing. And some of that is just social engagement. And, you know, I think back to like, back in the day all right so this is going to show my age because this is when i used to go to the mall as a kid there was something called the pepsi challenge mm -hmm. and like we literally lined up for like it was probably 20 minutes but it felt like four hours to a 14 year old right yeah to take the pepsi challenge and they poured coke and they poured pepsi into dixie cups behind like a, a, a wall and then they would move the wall like box or whatever and you had to taste them and say which one you liked better and they were and it was the pepsi challenge because they were saying we just know that everybody in the whole world is going to think pepsi is better right and so they you know that kind of thing I, mean, I don't like either cola. I'm a Dr. Pepper girl, but that's another story. Yeah, we see, talk I about was, Dr. Pepper another time. Y'all can <laughs> see me shaking my head. I am a Coca-Cola girl through and through. I can't stand, I will, no, I can't stand Pepsi. So I would have not. And they literally taste all the same to me because I just don't like them. But anyway, but we would stand there and do that. And sometimes like your friend would be behind them and be like, you know, like nodding the direction that the Coca-Cola was so you could skew the data, like all of that kind of thing. Um, 
that was social marketing in the day, right? Because it was word of mouth and it was teenagers and people going, oh, go to the mall. They're doing the Pepsi challenge this week. You know, Pepsi's there. And and now we have social media to do that. Back then it was like landlines and passing notes in school. We now have social media that takes the place of landlines and, and, you know, passing notes in school and all of that kind of good thing. Um, Where are you going to go? You're not going to the mall and saying, take the Pepsi challenge. But that, but they went to the mall because that's where their users were. Yeah. I knew that I had a, I had a point. I'm getting back to it. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're, if your users, your customers, your community is on Twitter, are you going to stay on Twitter where they are? Or if they migrate, are you going to follow them to, to their migration? And that is the question, right? Is not so much like, where do I want to be? Where do I need to be? Because where are my customers? So it's interesting. Over the years, I've watched communities grow up around products, right? So yes, there's community. Well, the WordPress community is not around a product. That's around a, a, an, an ideology, really. It's about this open source. And it's more than just like, hey, how do you use WordPress, right? Community is about more than that. But let's say a community around um, one of the products that's under Stellar WP, like LearnDash, for example. If I was going to put all the LearnDash users or invite them all to a group where they can have discussion and it's moderated and everything, where am I going to put that? Well, that's on Facebook. People have user groups now on Facebook because Facebook made group something that's easy to use. Maybe I'm going to have a Slack instance. Maybe I'm going to have a Discord server. But by and large, if you're looking to join a group around some kind of a product or service, you're looking on Facebook to see if that kind of group exists. There's elementary groups. There's mm-hmm. every plugin in the world. Um, you know, beginners, WordPress, advanced WordPress. There are hundreds of WordPress groups on Facebook. So that, you know, nobody's, yes, we have said in the past, well, gosh, I don't want to use Facebook. What am I going to use? There was Circle for a while and there's, you know, Polywork comes and goes and all of these other things. But to find a new social media to land on that everybody goes shoom, and everybody goes over there, that's not as easy as it used to be, right? Like we all left MySpace to go to Facebook, but there's nobody's left Facebook to start something new that everybody stayed on. There was that Ello for a while. Do you remember that when everybody was like, oh, join my Ello? Um, there's Circle. There's all these different things that you could do. But by and large, Facebook groups are still the place to have communities. That begs the question then, where does an entire community built around an ideology go? Mm-hmm. That is a different thing than where do people go to learn about, you know, to to enrich each other about a product. Yeah. And so, and with a user base as big as WordPress is, it's it's fractured as to where people want to be and where they want to go. It used to be that I, I mean, I put, I still post on Twitter quite a bit, but my engagement has fallen by 30 to 50%. And Mm -hmm. I'm still getting about a hundred to 200 users, followers a week. I'm almost to 12,000 followers. The, the cat, the follower count is going up. My engagement count is going down. And I've had people DM me and say, you're not showing up in my newsfeed. Are you still here? And I'm like, yeah, I posted a couple times a day. 250 wow. people responded to my post two weeks ago, you know, or a week ago, whatever it was. And so, yeah, I'm still here. But the the algorithms changed or something's changed um, in the way that information is curated. And I have noticed that every single time I go on Twitter, the very first tweet at the top is always promoted now. It used mm. to be that I'd have to scroll three or four or five before I'd start to hit that promoted content. There is a lot more promoted content. So clearly... 
Musk and his group is trying to show advertisers that the, some preference and some preferential treatment because advertising is down as well. And yeah. so there's a there's a lot that's going on. Yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't really noticed. So I've not I like I said, I've not really been posting very much, but I have noticed every time I log on to Twitter, I have like five to ten new followers, which, you know, my follower count is decent. It's, mm-hmm. It hasn't been ten new people every single day. Right. Like. Yeah, it may be that much per week. And every day, it's more people. And Mm -hmm. I'd been feeling really confused about that. Because I was like, why am I suddenly more visible? And like, I don't, I honestly haven't looked too closely at these people. Some some of them honestly look like bots or fake accounts. Some of them are, for sure. Um, it might, it might be other things, like it might be, you know, other things that I've been doing that have gotten a promotion elsewhere. And so, you know, it could be a total sure. coincidence, um, but it's, it's, I've definitely noticed that too. I haven't looked so much at my analytics um, in terms of like what engagement I've been getting on the things I have been posting. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think that it's a mixture of people are using Twitter a little bit differently and mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if under the hood things have been changing um, because yeah. one of the one of the things that I do know about this whole Musk thing is like he fired a lot of really important people who know mm-hmm. how these algorithms are supposed to be working. Um, sure. And so if the hypothesis is right that there are being changes made to the way that advertisers are promoted, that's going to affect the entire rest of the way mm-hmm. everyone else is being promoted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very bizarre. And like, I, I want to go back to what you were saying before, too, about the difference between like communities for, you know, companies to consumers versus community for community members sake. And I think it's funny that I feel I've always thought of our WordPress Twitter community as both because mm-hmm. I know that, you know, so today I retweeted um from Master WP, the workshop that we did this week and how you can go on and buy the recording of that. And I definitely use it to talk to people like you and talk to friends and talk to community members, sure. but I do also use it to try to sell to other community members, right? Because- like, Likewise, as do right. I. Yep. And so I think it's really funny that we're in this kind of in-between area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't, it seems like people are willing to go somewhere else if, like you said, mm-hmm. there's a viable alternative, mm-hmm. which there right. isn't. Um, uh, I'll, you tell know, you, we... I'll tell you, I'll ahead. tell you what, what, what alternative is not a viable alternative, in my opinion, is truth social. You will not find me there. Oh, yeah. I don't really know a lot <laughs> about that one. Oh, that, that's, the Trump, that's, that's the Trump one. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad I didn't know about it's, it. <laughs> it's 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 not very underrepresented friendly, I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I mean, yeah, we had we had stuff like Clubhouse and we had like I mean, these these platforms come and go and I say that about TikTok all the time. Like people are so um, you know, either in love with or terrified of TikTok and I mm-hmm. have had people reach out to me because I'm young. I know that that's why Mm -hmm. to say, hey, Mm -hmm. we want to build a WordPress community on TikTok for young people. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't think that's good luck. I mean, first of all, that's not what I do. And second of all, that's a very good idea because eventually that's not what that's not why people go to TikTok, first of all. No. And TikTok is going to go the way of Snapchat, I think. Yeah. In about a year, you know. 
Um, so I don't know, it's a very interesting challenge to try to navigate all of these online social spaces, like for the right reasons. Um, Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we talked about talking about this a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to wait because I felt like the conversation would simmer a little. And I think it has. Like, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, Twitter as a product is leveling out a little. Um, and I think, honestly, I think things are just going to go back to the way that they were. Um, you know, and I mean, the, the caveat to that, of course, is unless something heinous happens yeah. or cataclysmic happens with the product with the with the platform itself i mean they could scrap it it could completely fall apart it could stop working i mean there's all kinds of things that could happen that would stop that but all other things being equal i agree i think it's going to continue and 65 percent of 251 people mm-hmm. that respond, responded to that um that poll agree that that's where they're going to stay um you know i i created a tumblr account recently <laughs> i okay truth i had one i didn't even know it like (laughs) i didn't remember that i created one back in the day and i'm not even going to tell you how embarrassing the handle was and i have changed the handle so you won't know but and i deleted the original (laughs) i had one post on there i deleted that but anyway and i um and i signed up for mastodon so that i have my name in both of those places Mm -hmm. um and as that i own an account there but I'm not posting there yet. Um, I'm not really doing much with it. I'm still working with Twitter myself. Um, you know, once upon a time, I was like the Facebook queen. Like my daughter's like, oh my God, you post so much on Facebook. Stop liking everybody's things. <laughs> like it was crazy, right? And now she's not on Facebook anymore. I'm on Facebook for business almost exclusively. And I, I pretty much live in the Twitter space. And I don't know, what is the next thing? You know, I mean, like I spend a lot of time on TikTok as a consumer. Hmm. but not as a creator yeah um and that's 100 percent direct result of um lockdown uh and, hmm. in 2020 and that part of the pandemic yeah that's super interesting i definitely yeah i operate professionally in the twitter space i have a linkedin and i work with linkedin that is part of my mm-hmm. work Same. but i use linkedin basically never i can't remember the last time i posted something on there on purpose um and i use instagram as like you said, like as a consumer, not a creator, like that's how I maintain all of my friendships with my friends who live in different states. We send each other mm-hmm. reels all day long. And that's the yes. extent of that. And yeah, well, you know, if, I, if Twitter I is, use it as just that's my photo album, like that's yeah. my photo album, you know, as Instagram, if it goes away, I lose all those pictures, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if Twitter disappeared tomorrow, it's funny, I feel like I would be able to find everyone. If I needed to talk to a certain person, I'd be able to find where they are. Mm-hmm. But it would just be so much more difficult to, you know, promote our podcast, for example. You know, after yep, I edit exactly. this episode, I go to Twitter, I post it, I retweet it from my account. And that's how we get, I think, the majority of our listens to this show. I don't know what I would do yeah. if Twitter vanished, you know. So Yeah, yeah. It I would be like, do you remember that? About- Remember that game we played as kids in the pool where one person closed their eyes and everybody else Marco. was moving around? Marco Polo, right? Like, it would be like operating the dog. I'd be like walking in my, up my yard going, Marco, and hoping that <laughs> Allie answered from, tex- from Texas, Polo, Polo. <laughs> and I mean, the timing of it is is pretty ideal because, I mean, things are definitely opening back up. You know, we we're just talking about we're going to see each other mm-hmm. next week. We're also going to see each other again in February in Thailand for WordCamp Asia. Um, yeah, you know, exactly. 
events in our in-person community is coming back together. Um, I think 2023 yes. is going to be huge for the resurgence of our in-person events. And so, you know, if Twitter disappeared, we'd be able to go back to that, you know. Um, I think mm -hmm. it was so important for us during the pandemic to have Twitter for all of us to be together. Um, so, yeah, I think it's an interesting thing to think about. I think it's interesting for companies to think about, you know, our main communication is on Twitter. If Musk burns Twitter down, where do we go, you know? Right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Totally. And for underrepresented folks, because we don't, I don't know, we talk, haven't really pulled that aspect into it yet. But those are even smaller communities within the larger community. You know, how, how would that operate? Where would you find people? I know that, um, you know, there's Slack groups for different um, communities and there are Slack channels within like within um, Liquid Web, for example, there's Slack channels for uh, women and non-binary. There's Slack channels for um, disabilities, like things like that. And I know that, you know, in, in other Slack groups, there there are those same kinds of things, but that's not open to everybody. And that isn't a way to communicate what's happening in the world with one another on on uh, like we do on Twitter with hashtags. So yeah. yeah, it's um it's an interesting time. Yeah. It's an interesting time for sure. So I'll put in the show notes the link to your uh tweet. Let me make sure I have mm -hmm. that. And I'm also gonna put in the show notes a link to Naisha Green's article about Mastodon. Um at the risk of yes. doing some kind of self promo since I work for this company. Um it's a really, really good case study. Like she goes through the whole process mm -hmm. of using Mastodon for the first time and gives her, you know, her thoughts and has screen caps and stuff like that. And I think it's a really interesting uh, look at an underrepresented person's experience trying to migrate to a new platform and the the challenges that she mm -hmm. encountered and the things she liked about it. Um, and it's just overall good read. So highly recommend everyone check Absolutely. that out as well. Yep, it's oh, cool. a good read. I read it myself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. thank you so much for listening to us yet another week. Uh, and next week, we will have a super special episode about uh, our experience at State of the Word. So mm -hmm. please make sure that you tune in for that. It might get spicy. Who knows? Not sure. But we'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. WP Wallet. WP Wallet is a free, simple, intelligent tool that helps WordPress professionals effortlessly manage all of their license keys and invoices for all sites and clients. Never forget a renewal, lose a license key, or miss out on a reimbursement again. Join WP Wallet for free today. LearnDash. LearnDash is taking cutting-edge e-learning methodology and infusing it into WordPress. More than just a plugin, LearnDash is trusted to power the learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, entrepreneurs, and bloggers worldwide. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.